0: I used to love sitting down with my grandfather telling me stories of old. The older and better days, he used to say. Well, he's no longer here to share those stories, and I wish I'd catalogued them. That's why I felt such an affinity to Tom, a listener from Alabama, now living in Berlin, who started sending us recordings of his memories of growing up. Enjoy this short, true story, read by Tom himself, in this special edition of the show we're calling Reminiscing with Tom. Drive-in movies, well, that was the greatest thing for the kids, at least in the beginning. The first drive-in movie I ever saw wasn't completely thought out by the owners, at least not in my mind. It was named The Do Drive-In. Excellent name. It could have been a moneymaker if it weren't for a couple of bad ideas. It was constructed about a mile from my grandmother's house and was great for all the kids in the neighborhood. No, we didn't have cars at that tender age, but let me explain. First thing is, when you construct something, like a private movie, you build it on a major road with easy access, but don't have the giant screen facing the road. There were major problems with cars parking on the side of the road and people standing and eating their sandwiches and watching the movie for free. The police were continually running the people off. It was a major traffic problem for a while, not to say the least. The property was completely open, no fence. The first years, we kids in the neighborhood could freely walk in and watch the movie without paying, and it was permitted. Then the owner got wise and made the kids pay a nominal entrance fee that is until he had to build a 10-foot fence around the property to stop the kids from coming in from all sides without paying <laughs> i might have been one myself i won't say that i was one of them but uh, the fence didn't stop any of us either uh them either they just dug small holes under the fence and covered the holes up with brush getting frustrated with Slight financial loss, the owner then dug a moat along the perimeter of the fence. From that point on, he had to have guards. Uh, The guards had to patrol the outside to find where the boards were that they laid down to cross the moat. By this time, some of the kids were old enough to have a car and would pack as many of us, uh, many of them, into the trunk to get in for free. Eventually, the owner got it right, and the drive-in started making money. Every drive-in has its own problems, uh, depending on if built in the north or the south. For the south, there were those pesky mosquitoes. While sitting in the car, you could hear slaps going on in the other cars near you. We knew it was one of two things, or maybe both. The boyfriend was getting fresh with his date. Or those darn mosquitoes. Or both. At the concession stand beside snacks, you could purchase a device to keep the mosquitoes at bay. It was pure poison. It was a ring in a tray that you would light with a match to smolder and make your eyes water. It was an advantage for the boyfriends, though. I guess because they couldn't see very well enough due to the smoke what the next advance would be from her date. If you came by foot, there were benches in front of the concession stand. It meant easy pickings for the mosquitoes. And then if you have a date, it wasn't the place for privacy. It was sort of, I wish I had a date, I wish I had a car type section. (laughs) Irregardless of all this, it was a fun time for us. After the show was over, we kids had to walk home in the dark. Wouldn't happen nowadays, but that's just the way it was those days. That was an adventure for us. Now, not wanting to walk the long way home, we would take shortcuts through the woods, which ended in the backyard of a man who had a pack of dogs, just waiting. My cousin, Fred, said, Tom, load your pockets with rocks from the drive-in grounds. We'll need them. We left the drive-in by the front entrance and crossed over the highway and into the woods. The sky was clear and the moon and the stars were shining and there was a slight fog developing. In the background, you could hear the crickets and off in the distance, a dog would bark. It's a good thing we didn't see Monster Movie that night or would have taken the long way home. Through the dark woods, we made our way through, and then we came upon this little creek that was wide enough where we couldn't jump across and would certainly get our feet wet. But someone had been that way before because they had it planned out. They had a rope over a limb, and we were able to swing over to the other side. We were then coming into the old man's backyard who had the dog's as silently as possible, we tried to slip by without making a sound. Suddenly, one dog barked, and that alerted all the rest. Fred screamed, throw your rocks, throw your rocks, Tommy. We all started running. Now, my problem was I had filled all my pockets with the largest rocks I could find, and that was my undoing. The weight of all those rocks were already pulling my pants off. I immediately threw everything I had using the so-called shotgun effect. I was then light as a feather and outran my cousin Fred, which actually no kid in the neighborhood could ever do. He was always the fastest kid in the neighborhood until that night. Have you ever had a laughing spasm? We never had such a laugh as we did that night when we got home. I wish to this day I could laugh like that again. Here's to the good old days in drive-in movies. Sincerely, Tom. Tune in again next time for more Reminiscing with Tom.